Sean Stones can f*** off. This week we discuss what happened to all the premium assets. We go through the best Manchester City triple up for the upcoming fixtures. And the Iceman goes through his XG project. Welcome back, listeners. Today is Friday, the 22nd of January 2021, and we're at episode 200 of the FPL Surgery podcast. We still have Aston Villa, Newcastle tomorrow night, but we wanted to get this one recorded ahead of Tuesday's afternoon deadline. So that deadline on Tuesday is 4.30pm here in the UK. I think the headline is because... Or the, or the introduction, I should say, was because none of us on this show had John Stones this week. Um, so as always, I'm here with Josh. Hi, Josh. How's it going? It's, all, it's going all right. It's going all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Well, not, not in FPL-wise, but other, otherwise. I thought you took your, your Salah triple captain quite well. Oh, um, thanks. Maybe I've got a lot to learn from you with your patience, where you're like, what will be, will be. Well, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I had lots of reasons for doing it. I wanted to play the chip this week. It was either him or uh, or KDB, and to be honest, both of them were were a bit of a fail, if you ask me, and just went for the the worser of two evils, really. So, um, not a big deal. We move on. The tri- me and the triple captainship just don't really get on very well. It sounds like it sounds like you're cursed. But let's let's get off the negative note. Um, on a on a positive note. He's back and he needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. He has three top 10k finishes. I believe they're all in a row. Two of those were top 5k finishes and his best being 2,243rd. Please welcome back to the podcast, the founder of FPL Surgery, James Drury, aka The Iceman. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Nice nice <laughs> intro. You almost nailed it. You almost, yeah. I, I know. I was so close, but I'll, cl- I'll clean it up when I edit it and it would sound... Yeah, like, it would sound like, better. Like, like, yeah. yeah, magnificent. <laughs> um, did you ever expect when you started the surgery that there'd be 200 episodes no def- definitely not i mean when it was it me bully woodsy and the beard we started the podcast and we didn't even think we'd get to 100 let alone 200 but if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't have got there so i suppose this is an early thank you to you guys uh it is nice to be back but um i'm not going to give you too much credit for it because uh, i don't want to make you too comfortable you know i'll let you know in your end of year report card you know. <laughs> Well, we've done very little towards the 200. We've just we've just pushed it over the line with the with the how last. How many have you done? How many, how many is it? Is it many or I can't. I don't know. It might be 20. Well, what are we? We're on we're on game week well, 20, so we missed a couple, but then we did a couple pre-season. So yeah, it probably is about 20. Oh, nice. A couple under. of Patreon ones, and that's that's us. Yeah, all really good pods, all of them. Yeah, every every single one, yeah, yeah. each and every week. I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite I'm quite nervous about doing this one just because you, you pick up on everything. Uh, don't be every, nervous, mate. Don't be. Yeah, I won't be nervous. But I, well, I'm nervous about talking about our game weeks. Uh, oh, yeah. Can we swiftly move past those? Or? No, we, we go straight onto that. So do you want, do you want to start, James? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I played my bench boost. I didn't do any funny business and put a premium player on the bench or anything. Uh, so I had the four players that would be my bench if I didn't play my bedroom, bench boost. So I scored thir- what is it? Oh, I'm gonna actually count it there. 13 points from my bench. I brought in KDB for some with my free transfer, Captain Salah, and I finished on 80 points. And <clears throat> as mentioned on last week's pod, Mikhail Tokvam, it has been a hard season for me, and I've been constantly had an uphill battle, and with some of the luck I've had, just ridiculous. So I'm actually ranked 1.9 million. So if you want to turn off now, listeners, you go ahead. But the only way is up. Yeah, guys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, two players to play as well, though, James. 
Two players to play. Yeah, I've still got Watkins and Martinez. Oh, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, tomorrow's yeah. game. Oh, thanks, hit, Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, you didn't do a massive hit. I didn't do any hit. Yeah. Well, there you go. The, the, free, <laughs> the free transfer. But I, I also, uh, I heard I get to blame Josh for my O'Shea pick. Do I, do I get to blame him? Is that... <laughs> Nothing to do with me, mate. Nothing oh, to do with me. We got the screenshot. Didn't you show me something recently, Josh, that he uh, had an Ireland senior debut and is up for independent young sports star of the year? I mean, you can't, you can't argue with that, can you? Well, no, I thought, you know, we, we've, we've got to back up your pick in some yeah. way, shape or form, or we make this sound like a rather poor pod. So um, Two there you go. Two points this week. Two the, points. The, the, the award-nominating uh, uh, Dara O'Shea, you know, yeah. what a what, what a great pick for your team. Yeah, he's got some good fixtures coming up. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Sam Allardyce is golden boy at the back. There you go. He did actually. I remember when we did that championship podcast that like, middle of last season or the mm. towards the end of last season. He was actually quite good towards the end and got quite a few attacking returns. But this sounds like Ivanovic, a younger Ivanovic right now. So should we should, should we move on to yeah, move Josh's, on, yeah. Josh's team? <laughs> Let's move on swiftly. Yeah. So I also didn't take any hits, uh, unlike some on the podcast. Um, I uh, just did one transfer, which was um, Adams to Antonio. So really, really happy with that move. Um, and I triple captained Mo Salah. Not so happy with that move. So I'm on 88 and with uh, Emmy Martinez to go tomorrow. So, mm, you know, so, so not, 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 not great, but not poor either. So it was a, I think I'm on a 20 K green arrow at the moment. So that'll probably turn into a red once uh, Grealish sort of uh, runs rings around all the Newcastle defenders. You mean what Watkins gets a few goals is what, what you mean there? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I can't really see that happening. Yeah. So. Watkins doesn't do that. He was the most no, frustrating player I've owned this year. I do, I do think though he is, he is gonna, he's gonna have a whole <laughs> before the end of the season. I've got, I've got some stuff on him in the XG project, which you call oh. it. <laughs> so oh. it's, yeah, interesting stuff. Sneak preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably most of those are missed penalties, all sorts of pain. Um, yeah. But no, I agree. I, I like him as a pick. Watch Just don't mention um, Rich's BMW, which he keeps on bank. <laughs> oh, the BMW. The BMW. Who was it again? That he bought and sold within like a week. <laughs> ben Ra- it's Ben Rama. I went for Ben Rama over <laughs> over Suchek. Uh, so that way, at least Ben Rama's playing now. Embarrassing, mate. It was like you bought a BMW on credit and then realised you couldn't afford it. <laughs> I should have just gone for Suchet, although I guess he's not done anything this week either, thankfully. My game week, it was, I did a minus 12. The minus 12 itself actually just about paid off. I was just a bit annoyed at myself because the last second I decided to get De Bruyne in to make it a minus 12. Um, Obviously with the injury now, I'm just a bit annoyed. I just didn't go, go without him. But yeah, the minus 12, I bought in Antonio, I bought in De Bruyne, bought in Cancelo, so the wrong City defender. Um, and who else did I even bring in? I bought someone else in. Uh, Foden. <laughs> good good Oh, Foden. <laughs> I, bought, I bought in Foden as well, uh, who I thought was, he looked really incredible in, in that game the other Your day. Your exact words were, I just really want Foden. Foden is God. And I thought, God, you've really got no did memory of what happened yeah, yeah, at the start of the season. Yeah, I told you, the start of the season. I said, the start of the season, he, I mean, talk about tears that we went through with him. 
straight back <laughs> yeah. in like nothing was ever forgotten it was almost like you know getting back with the girlfriend that cheated on <laughs> multiple times but he's putting up the numbers now he's playing on the left uh I, I no really like him Within yeah. the first 25 minutes, I saw a screenshot from you posted to our Slack channel showing how far forward he was. And I was like, it's been like 25 minutes, man. Like, <laughs> give, give the other players a even, chance. Even a post at half time on Twitter, three shots on target and four key passes. I was like, oh my God, get over yourself. <laughs> You're emitting a lot of the pain I went through before, before then. Yeah. It was almost I... like you were trying to justify yourself to your... Uh, 10,000 followers of what he's doing. Yeah, well, that's what people do, don't they? It's like, oh, he's doing well, so I'll post this. But we'll avoid how little his XG or how little shots he's had or whatever like that. And it's just post the good stuff. That's all you'll get. He had the most shots, I believe, in the in the, in the last game, Foden. Did you post that on Twitter? Oh, no, I, can, I was too sad by then. <laughs> so I got, uh, I, got eight, I got 85 points minus 12. I bench boosted. Uh... Uh, and nine of my 29 players did not start. Or had coronavirus like Johnston. Did you uh, you you played the perfect bench as well, didn't you, uh, Rich? You weren't you weren't doing none of that rubbish where you put all your best players no, on the bench. I've got Martinez on the bench, so he could still get some more points. But yeah, yeah. I've got I've got eight points so far with Martinez to go. Um, and the, crucially, the minus twelve that wasn't that wasn't for my bench at all. And obviously, I had a lot of the the Leeds guys. I had Rafina, Bamford, Brewster, and Martinez. Um, so I lost some double game weeks ahead of then, but at least you played no, the right bench. On. Let's move on. At least no, you played true. the right bench, and I, I applaud you for that. Anyone who puts, you know, Salah I mean, and they could have put Salah on Bruno the bench and, and stuff I mean, on the bench. Martinez is going to outscore Salah. He is. He's only one point away, no, <laughs> two points away from outscoring him. So anyway, let's not. But no, but it was a tough week. Not dwell on it anymore. None of us had stones. But let's go. Let's go to Alan. Uh, FPL diagnosis. He's going to go through. I believe he's going to go through some stats for the for the season. So over to you, Alan. Hi guys, Alan here with some stats, and we're about halfway through the season now, and it could be a good time to review some season-long data. Looking at defensive stats, Manchester City are by far and away the best defensive side. Looking at minutes per xG conceded, they stand uh, far clear at. 120.7 minutes second best are Chelsea at 97.9 minutes and Liverpool come third at 87.6 Brighton make a somewhat surprising appearance at fourth with 86.3 minutes per xg conceded worst of the big six are Manchester United and they are pretty much mid-table defensively with 76.5 minutes per xg conceded Unsurprisingly, WBA are the worst side defensively, with 47.9 minutes per XG conceded. Since Big Sam took charge in Game Week 14, the numbers have not improved, with them conceding an XG every 45.8 minutes. That includes some elite attacking sides they've faced, though, in Aston Villa, Leeds and Liverpool. And there was an early red card in his debut as WBA manager in the 3-0 loss to Villa. Last two game weeks, we see a slight improvement and they now concede an expected goal every 53.4 minutes, but that is still worse than Leeds, who over the season are second worst defensively, conceding an XG every 53.9 minutes. 
Over the season, Liverpool are still the best attacking side with 52.2 minutes per XG produced, but they are showing some signs of regression lately and over the last four game weeks we find them at 66.1 minutes per XG produced, which sees them drop to 7th. Second best attacking side are Manchester City with 53.6 and third and fourth we have Aston Villa and Leeds, highlighting the value in their budget attacking options. For big chances, they are bested by Man United and Spurs though, who come in third and fourth, highlighting that they are elite counter-attacking teams. Southampton is the most overperforming side, scoring about Eight more goals than XG suggests, and Sheffield United are the most underperforming side, scoring nearly 10 goals less. Brighton and Palace are the most underperforming sides in defence, conceding eight and six goals more than expected. Spurs and Arsenal are the most overperforming sides, conceding three goals fewer than expected. Chelsea, who you'll remember are second best for XG per minute conceded, are the most underperforming top side defensively, conceding about four more goals than expected. Chelsea are top for errors leading to goals with six. And if Frank Lampard can find a way of dealing with these individual errors, their defence could be worth investing in, considering there are some kind defensive fixtures up ahead. And I think that's about it for this time. Back to you, Rich. Thank you, Alan. And if you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, just like Alan, you can Google FPL Surgery, uh, FPL Surgery Patreon. You can completely ignore this part or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Andy Portlock, Ron Frost, and of course, Ross from FPL Merch. They're all pledging at the highest tier, so they get an extra special mention each week. Each, each, and, each and every week. Each week. <laughs> See, I did that. I, I passed the first test. Here we go. <laughs> and now we go back to the headlines. First headline in episode 200 is what's happened to all the premiums. So we got a question on Slack, Oli Lewinsky, who are the best players to target for captain over the next few weeks? KDB injured, Salah's off form, Bruno not as explosive when Pogba is in the team, finding it hard to rely on anyone. I guess I'd also add to that that Kane and Son arguably don't have the best fixtures at the moment either. Um, so we'll start with you, James, or the Iceman. Well, it is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, Bruno, effectively, he has blanked in the last three games because you got to exclude that fantasy assist that you got from the FPL Lords. Yeah. Um, as Ollie mentioned, KDB and Vardy out injured. Salah blanking for the last five games. He has to score soon, right, surely? Like, we, yeah, he's coming. Um, Son, yeah, he's been steady. Kane, he's the best by far at the moment. Three goals in his last three. I suppose the premiums to have at the moment are Salah, Son and Kane. Then maybe Bruno out of the hope that he breaks his Pogba curse or something. But what, what do you reckon, Josh, with, with your... If you were to go for the premiums now, which would be nailed in your team if you were to wildcard now? I probably am going to go in a different direction on it. Um, and Michael Lund uh, on Twitter also posted a question to us saying about what's the best sort of KDB replacements. Mm. And I think the best direction to go with it is actually, um, personally for me, is to remove KDB for Gundogan, take the money, and then look at ways of using it in future weeks and not essentially stress about that there's not 
the the premium picks right now um wait for others to emerge or wait even potentially for other things to emerge so maybe it could be um some more double game weeks get announced so maybe villa get another one announced maybe the leeds v newcastle game uh, sorry leeds v, leeds v southampton game pops into i think maybe game week 23 might be an option for that um and then you've got this money that you can look at bringing in um you know bringing back Grealish, bringing in danny ings um, so that's the way that I um, am going to go with it. I think that I don't want to be, you know, re- replacing KDB with Sterling, who's not in form, or or punting on a Bamiyang. Um, I just I just feel that that yeah, rather than forcing it, I'd rather just just take the money and uh, and, and 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 patiently wait for for the right move longer term. I think it depends if you've got Kane and Son already, because I'm looking at doing the same move as Josh, where I'm going to move KDB down down to Gundogan, because I want to get Kane back. You know, I've only I think I've had him or not had him three game weeks over the whole season, and not having Kane, I hate it. He's the top scorer in the game, um, and I, I've been burned a lot by Sterling this season. He's just not looked the same. He was playing really wide in the last game. I don't even think I could argue that he's the best captain option, and I think the reason a lot of us went for KDB is because we knew he'd play. We assumed he was on penalties um, and we were looking for that captain option. I think now, like Gundogan, Foden, they're probably as good as Sterling as, as captains. I mean, what, what do you think, Iceman? Oh, I don't know about captains. I don't think I would captain him. Like, He's not a proven constant mm. point scorer, is he? I mean, we I understand the Kane wanting him. It's regardless of his fixtures. Like, he's, What fixtures they got at the moment? So they got uh, Liverpool they, next at home. Yeah, they alternate. Yeah, they alternate. So... <laughs> I don't see why they're not good assets to have. Of course, I hate Spurs because I'm an Arsenal fan. But, you know, you can't deny that their assets in Son and Kane are the best this season. They they are definitely the two best premium players to pick. And they're just so consistent. And that's what you need in your team. I think the other thing that they have as well is their their goal involvement is so high. You know if Spurs score, one of them are involved. And... um, you know, it's th- th- this this game we we just passed was a good one to obviously not have them because they didn't have a double, um, and it was a, a week that we could all forget about them and their high ownership. But now, you know, soon enough it's going to come back to well, if you don't have Son or Kane, you're going to get you know yeah. a red arrow if if Spurs do well. And then um, they've got that Villa, they've got a Villa away and Fulham away to be rearranged as well. Yeah, but I think yeah. there's a lot of managers like me where they've sold because I had them for quite a long time the double up, and I've lost a lot of value in them. And now you want them back. <laughs> mm. I've got Sun, but um, but I don't have Kane. But yeah, that's what I mean. You know, personally for me, you know, I, I could say, oh, you know, I'm going to get rid of KDB and I'm going to go for such and such. But I don't feel that there's anyone that's holding their hand up and going, you know, I'm, I'm in great form. I've got good fixtures. There isn't. So I'd rather go down and then go, right, where do I want to move the money? And and Kane's another option. You know, I could go KDB to Gundogan and, and, and swap Bamford or Antonio to Kane. So there's, it's going to give me about six million roughly to to play with. And so pretty much you can do anything in, you know, with with my team, really. And, and I'd rather go that way than, like I say, force an issue. And I think that the issue, um, like Ollie mentioned on Slack about captaincy, is 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 a tough one, um, particularly game week. Um, I think game week 23. Um, yes, Spurs are at home to West Brom, but it's the week when um, Liverpool are playing City. So Spurs v West Brom. Yeah, on paper, it's a great fixture, but 
you know, this is this is a team, West Brom. That <laughs> Do you remember all... last time Kane scored what was it last minute? Yeah, yeah, and and but it's it's a fixture that all the big teams seem to be struggling with at home. Um, you know, Liverpool struggled, Drew. Um, Man City struggled, Drew. Um, and I think United beat them one nil. So you know. It's not one that you look at and um, uh, with, yeah, they're going to they're going to smash them. And Big Sam, by that point, start of February, is going he's going to have had that team working even more like he wants to. So, mm. you know, I, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that these game weeks coming up before the um, expected double game week in 26, there is a double game week or two that drops in because it's going to make the captaincy a lot easier because at the moment, with especially with KDB's injury, it's looking pretty thin. Uh, a Jose team will not go to a big sound team and be outclassed in terms of tactical. And yeah, you look at uh, West Brom's record in the last, what, four, they've let in over two goals each game, four against Arsenal, five against Leeds. They are going to concede goals against Spurs, regardless of their previous record against the big teams in terms of Man City. They, well, they drew one all and United, I think, was 1-0. Uh, but at the moment, I think they're for the taking. But what, what I mean is it's not it's not going to be one of those where, you know, Sun's going to be running in behind on the on the, on the the break or, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think it's, when they played Leeds, they lost 5-0. They just let their heads go. Um, yeah. I think the thing is as well, they underestimated Leeds. Um, you know, they this big Sam will, will, will go right. This is a game we're playing, you know, top four, top 16. We're going to park the bus. We're going to, you know, try and score goals with set pieces, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I think, you know, against Leeds, they probably looked at it as, you know, maybe we can attack this one a little bit more and they got completely punished. And I think um, Leeds are just relentless. They're just, they're, 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 they're so fit um, that, you know, those those smaller teams, they can just pick them off really, really easily. And I do think that that they kind of, they play like a top six team, but I think a lot of the time the opposition underestimates what's going to come at them really. But yeah, I just mean it's, it's not, for me, I'm not saying Spurs won't win, they probably will, but I'm, I just don't, I don't think they'll smash them. It would be scary oh, going oh, without oh, them. Oh, no. <laughs> it would be scary not having them. But, yeah, completely. I mean, earlier than that, I mean, should we should we move back to maybe Salah? Because obviously we we know what to do with De Bruyne. We want to get rid of De Bruyne because he's out for, what is it, four to six weeks? Were you here? Yeah. Um, but if we come to you, Iceman, I mean, what do you think about Salah? Because my opinion on him is I don't think he's the biggest problem on my team. I'm just going to keep him a bit longer because it's Salah. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you feel? <laughs> he's, he's not going to be the biggest problem. The biggest problem on everyone's team is mostly going to be KDB. People without KDB are going to be pretty glad, I suppose. But you, you can't be removing Salah at the moment. Yeah, they've got Tottenham away. Yeah, it's, then it's West Brom, um, Brighton, two pretty good fixtures. Yeah, he's he can, they've got to turn around at some point, haven't they? And you never know when that's going to be. He's still been taking shots. Klopp's just got to sort them out. And you, as Klopp's such an experienced manager, you know he's going to do it at some point. You don't think he's going to go the whole season just constantly blanking, do you? So it's like that. Um, oh, what's it called? Just event uh, gambles fallacy. Eventually, it's going to happen. So yeah, for that you can go with that uh, dull rule and then just keep him. Yeah. 
People turn on him very quickly, Salah, because I remember game week one, I didn't even own him. I think Josh didn't captain him. I, I'm not sure about you, yeah, James. I, I own not captain. Yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of people saying that, you know, Salah's essential. He's a season keeper because he scored two penalties. And it seems like every year he goes through a little dry spell. Um, apparently he's on more points this year than he was at this stage last year. Um, and people look look to get rid. Um, I mean, last year, if you look at his points, he scored 259 and this year we're halfway through the season. He's on 129. He's on so more he, than he was last year. I think he was on 107 yeah, but if you, or 108. If you, if you double it, you get yeah. you get one point less than what he scored last season. So he's 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 on track. He might be ahead of yeah. where he was last season, but he's on track to. Um, sorry, not last season. Uh, the season before last. He's actually yes, he's on track to 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 beat last season and uh, and um, and match uh, 2018 19. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a difficult one. I don't. I don't like his fixtures. For him, for him, I think his fixtures are awful. Um, but there's two reasons to keep him. Three really. First one is KDB's injured, so he's got to go first. Second is there's no one to replace him with because none of the premiums are, take, are particularly, you know, attractive at the moment. And the third one is that game week 22 at home to Brighton. That is the captaincy pick for that week. And you know. As much as you want, you can try and look elsewhere, but I do think that that is a fixture that, you know, is 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 definitely the best the best fixture of that game week. It's scary. It's scary not having him as well. Uh, there was a, there was a post I saw which was, it was shared uh, on Fantasy Football Scout. I don't know if you guys saw it with from Zambian FPL addict who posted on New Year's Day. I know a powerful witch doc witch doctor in Zambia paid him about five pounds. Salah is going to blank five games in a row, and he wow. did. No, so no maybe that curse is lifted. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> yeah. So we've also got, I guess, Vardy's injured as well. Um, so are we all pretty, pretty convinced we're going to be go- looking at getting the Spurs assets in? I think that's mostly uh, a lot of people's plan in terms of moving. KD- if people got KDB, we had the question from uh, Michael Lund uh, to send best short term replacements for KDB. Some people are looking at Sterling. Um, I know you say, yeah, he's not been doing well at the moment. I, I did have a quick look at his stats, though. Uh, he is capable, and you know he's done it before. He isn't performing well at the moment, but he is second to KDB for expected goal involvement for the season. So technically, he's second to KDB for gen- to generate points. Even the ICT index shows that Sterling is, is also second to KDB for that metric as well. There is some um, other options in terms of Gundogan, uh, even Foden, but it is that, that option to move KDB out to a lower price midfielder and then upgrade, say, uh, a a Rodrigo, who I've got in my team at the moment, to to a Kane. So I think that's what I'm looking at doing. Um, what about you, Josh? Is that that's your thoughts? Is it? Mine's definitely uh, KDB to Gundogan. I think that's 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 my route, as I said, to to generate the the funds to to for for other opportunities that arise in future weeks. But I think in terms of what Rich is saying about the Spurs boys and about Oli Lewinsky's question on Slack about the captaincy, I think. You know, just to, just to map out the next um, five weeks um, coming up, I've got it as Fernandez this coming week, uh, game week twenty, um, then Sun away to Brighton, Sun or Kane, either or uh, away to Brighton, game week twenty one. Then I think Salah uh, home to Brighton, game week twenty two. Um, then Sun at home to West Brom, 
game week 23, and then Fernandez away to West Brom game week 24. So, yeah, Spurs premium, Salah and Fernandez, I think is what you need. But I'm hopeful that a double game week is going to drop in in one of those five game weeks, probably game week 23, I think it looks most likely. That City next, the run coming up, and I think we're going to move on to them with our second headline because their their next run is, you know, they've got West Brom away, Sheffield United at home, Burnley away. Um, I mean, it doesn't really get much better. So our second headline is the best City triple up. Um, we've got a question on Slack, Alex Ball. It says, alongside Diaz, which City defender do you prefer, Stones or Cancelo? Thanks. Um, so if we come to you first, Iceman, um, how many City do you have at the moment and what do you think the best City triple up is? I, I've only got KDB and, and Diaz at the moment. Um, just to answer Alex's question, you know, to go alongside Diaz, which um, defender Stones or Cancel, I did do a little bit of research on this, and it's obviously weighing up the secureness of starts for or the uh, potential attacking points. Cancelo is miles ahead for attacking stats, but still has less attacking returns than Stones this season. One assist to Stones' is two goals. But that's after Stones not scoring in the Premier League since he played for Everton back in 2014-15. So, you know, <laughs> whether or not yeah. he's going to remain He did there. score two against Panama at the World oh, Cup. Yes, yeah, he I seems to score a lot in twos, doesn't he? He seems to <laughs> yeah. score two or none. Yeah, he's, he's uh, I think he's got like th- three, three or four braces in his career, which is bizarre, really, for a centre back. But is Cancelo the ones with the, the stats? You're always hopeful, aren't you? I mean, his his baseline bonus as well per average. Cancelo just edges it over Stone, and everyone keeps saying he's going to be given the owners 16 pointer at some point. But just like when will that happen? Um, I know the injury to Walker will help Cancelo's start in place. But you know Walker will be back at some point, so you're always going to have that concern again. But I, I suppose it's that attacking potential. Mm. Is that luring enough? And uh, I had a look at the stats on this. Since game week five, Cancelo has only not started in two games. So if you look at it like, like this and assume that Stones is not going to score any more goals this season, which on record he technically shouldn't, uh, Cancelo, he's got 11 bonus points for the season so far. Stones is on seven. If Stones starts, say, six games and Cancelo starts five out of those six, say City get like four clean sheets out of those games. So that's like 28 points for Stones. Maybe he gets a few bonus to so say 30 points, 32 uh, for Stones, if Cancelo misses one of those games, just say one of the games which City actually do get a clean sheet in, then Cancelo will be on 22 points plus any bonus that he might get. So let's just say uh, 25, 26 points because he always averages more bonus points than Stones. So if he gets a, an assist in one of those games, he will match Stones' points. So you, you're assuming that he's probably going to get more than just an assist. Stones is cheaper at 5.1, Cancelo is 5.8. Is the 0.7 worth it? And with that big potential upside on a scoring team like City, who seem to have found form at the moment, I do think it's worth it going Cancelo over Stones. Well, this is what I thought before this game week, because I I can't remember who said it. There was a podcast I listened to and they said, you know, Stones is going to play both games. He's going to get two clean sheets. Maybe he'll get a couple of bonus points in each. So I thought, you know, he could get 16 points. Cancelo's always at risk of missing one of the games, but it's whether that attacking threat outdoes Stones. So I, I I think I agree with you. I think people were unlucky that didn't go for Stones. You know, never expected it to be a 20 point swing. Um, but even against Villa, uh, Stones could have scored again. I don't know if you were watching early on. Yeah, I did see uh, you. Yeah. 
I mean, it was already double game week legend as it was, but if he'd scored that, I, I don't think where he'd be recording It would have been tonight. the top score ever <laughs> yeah. in, in any single game week ever, I think. Oh, of, yeah. Kane, Kane's 31 is uh, to date, but that would have that would have smashed it. And you can't even be angry at it because it was a, a logical and good pick. Um, you know, it's not some random player. He's playing for the best defence in the league. It's just, you know, which ones you go for. Um so, sorry, Iceman, what were the three you said? So, you, oh, so, so I suppose it would be uh, Diaz, Cancelo, because the defence. And yeah. I, I'm going to go Gundogan, I think. Um, but if I started on a wildcard, I'll probably go all three of the defenders because you're just more confident that they're going to get clean sheep and those attacking returns from Gundogan, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's hit or mess with that one. She, I probably would she, go all three. Do you know why I don't like that? And I know I went for triple Chelsea defence for ages, but I think I learned some lessons from that. I mean, not only does it stop you going for attackers, which in Chelsea's case didn't matter, but it's just also, you know, if if they go on a bad run, um, you're, yeah. you're screwed. You're screwed. You got to remember as well, um, the, the Liverpool game is around the corner. It's in four game weeks time. Yeah, it makes it difficult. And all right, at the moment, like yeah, they've not scored for like four games or whatever it is, or five games, but you know, it's, it's, they're going to click eventually. It's, and it's and, not, yeah, it's not and, just and, that though, because. Um, it makes you ignore other defensive assets because I was so invested in my Chelsea Chelsea players, defenders. I didn't see Man City coming and you could do the same there. Um, I mean, I'm not saying there's a better defence than City, but if some budget gem emerges, you're not going to be on that because you're so blindsided by by your City guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do agree. You've got some good points, but the, the, you know they've got just in the next three: it's West Brom, Sheffield United, Burnley. Yeah. And if all of those players which I've listed, Cancelo, Stones, and Diaz, start all of them, then you're hoping for you know, three times six for each of them, and then plus any bonus they get. When and after that, they've them? got yeah. After that, they've got the double game week and a little Ooh. bit of uh, value invested. It might say you might want to change one of them at some point. Um, but like Josh said about Trent and Robbo a few weeks ago, like you get them and then it's hard to get off them. Um, yeah. I, I think it would just make it really hard to to remove a City asset, especially if they do well. If they get three clean sheets in a row, I just think it's gonna be so difficult for you to sell them. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, I went I went James and Chilwell to Cancelo and Diaz um, on uh, Christmas Eve and. Christmas Day, I made those moves. One on one on Christmas Eve and one on Christmas Day. And they, that, that's been great so far for me. And that was actually after Lampard completely trolled us. And then they both started that game. And I was like, oh, my God, you're actually joking. Because it set me back for the double game week before City's double game week got scheduled. But it's worked out as one of my sort of moves of the season, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're I just did it. to wind me up here. I sold Chilwell and I had Zuma and James who got one appearance between them <laughs> on a double game week. Um, you, na- you nailed it. <laughs> I, I did it for free and, it, and it's worked great. But, um, you know, if, if and, and I'm going to stick with it. I think I, I completely get James's point. That if you're on a wild card now, you could go for all three. I think if you are sat there with, with, with KDB, I think in my opinion, go with what your current structure is in, in that. I don't think that right, like right now I'd have to take a hit to get to triple defense and a hit is a clean sheet. So straight away, I'm, 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 you know, that minus four is, is whatever clean sheet I get off the one that I don't have, which is in this case stones. 
So I think that'd be a silly move, um, you know. And also Gundogan, just him as an example. I mean, other people might prefer Sterling, Foden, Bernardo Silva, whoever else. But you know, he's actually not much more expensive than Stones, and he's cheaper than um, Diaz and Cancelo. Um, I, I'm just going to stick with 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 the structure I've got. Um, I think with regards to rotation. Um, at the moment, yes, of course, Stones is more nailed. I mean, Diaz is without doubt the most nailed. Um, and at the moment, it would then go Stones and then go Cancelo. But at the moment, we're also in a in a situation uh, where there's no other fit centre backs. Um, you know, Garcia's out, the Ports out, um, Ake's out. Um, so it's it's favouring Stones, whereas over the Christmas period, Walker was out and that favoured Cancelo. It's not going to be too long before they're all back. And I think in Pep's press conference about a week or so ago, he said, we can't just rely on Diaz and Stones. We need Laporte. We need Garcia. We need Ake. And I think that, you know, the, the really interesting thing to, to see will be these three um, fixtures coming up. Um, uh, away to West Brom, home to Sheffield United, away to Burnley. On paper, three three back-to-back clean sheets, without a doubt. I think they're actually better fixtures defensively than attacking-wise, personally, just because of the sort of games that those three teams play. Um, but it'd be really interesting to see um, how many minutes, um, you know, or how many starts each of them get. I would personally guess Diaz will get all three, I think Stones will get two and Cancelo will get two personally. But it's not too long until we're only sort of about a month away from the Champions League starting again. And by that point, that's when I think you'll start to see Stones rested a little bit more in the league because there'll be some tough fixtures and and, and later rounds of the Champions League. And then I think it'll even out a bit more. I think the difficulty is there's just so many good assets. I mean, I could, I mean, I do, I know I slagged off the, the going for triple. But, I mean, I could see a world where I'll be happy with that. I just think defenders, especially like centre-backs, I feel like you can cover their points elsewhere. Um, so I, I feel like, I mean, I know you guys might not be as high on Foden as me, but I, I really want Foden in my team. <laughs> I also really want Gundogan in my team. I mean, his because ba- a big reason we had Massive KDB. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking about him as well. I'm not saying that he's, he's going to be the wrong one, but it is massive. Like people are going overboard about Gundogan at the moment, just because he has scored well recently. But you know, has he done it in the past? You look at previous season point scores, and it's like 41, 82 for the whole season, 65 last season. You know, he's it, playing it, in a different position now. Um, mm, and I also feel like a he's lot on of penalties. <laughs> Well, exactly, because I feel like a lot of us, we just forgave KDB for not returning much because he's on penalties and he scores a penalty and it's eight points because he's good at bonus. So I looked at his baseline bonus, Gundogan's baseline bonus compared to KDB, and it's actually very, very similar. Um, mm. So I feel like a Gundogan penalty would probably be worth eight points as well. A bit like, you know, when when Solchek scores, he get, he gets, you know, max bonus for scoring. Yeah, I think I think it favours those um those sort of I mean Gundogan's now playing as an eight, isn't he? He's not he's not playing as a defensive midfielder, but those defensive midfielders when they do um when they do score points, they do they do really well out of it, you know, from the bonus perspective. And do you know how many shots he had over the double game week? 
Rodri the other night did really well. Um, just one thing I was going to say on his on his stats. Um, what were you going, Rich? You were going to say in the double I was just game week? Say Gundogan had ten shots over the double double game week, which was the most. More than what Bruno. I was even going to say over the last three. So City missed game week sixteen because uh, they had that um, game that got called off. Was it away to Everton? Um, but the last three game weeks, 17, 18, 19, um, amongst all um, assets, he's third for goal attempts behind Bruno and De Bruyne. So he goes Bruno, De Bruyne, Gundogan, Kane. Um, and then with regards to shots inside the box, he's top. Um, so I don't think I need to say any more. <laughs> no, and then Foden as well. I really like Foden. Uh, he had six. Well, you six mentioned that, Rich. You like you yeah, Foden. I, I do. I do, I do like Foden. Well, just, really? You made but, a real secret of that. <laughs> but let's take let's take Stones and Diaz for example, centre backs. Do you not feel there could be a way to to make up points either with a, a cheaper defender from another team or a defensive rotation? Uh, where you could get close to their output. Yeah, but who, no, who, who is reliable in defence at the moment? The only team that's reliable is Man City. Yeah, they start yeah. on six points. They start every game on six <laughs> points at the yeah. moment, whereas Foden might even start on zero if he's on the bench. I'm not denying <laughs> not, they're, like, they're good and, assets. And he's, more expensive that, than, he's more expensive than all of them. I'd, I'd like Gundogan, yeah, five and a half million, nailed all over it. Foden, no. I'd, ra- I'd rather have Foden. If price was no issue, I'd rather have Foden than Sterling right now. I think... Yeah, and um, I've owned Sterling. Out of 19 game weeks, I've had Foden, Sterling. 10 Foden, games Foden and Sterling are a, is a bit of a different com- conversation because right now you could say they're about as nailed as each other. And actually, yes, I agree with you. Foden is a better in terms of the stats, the eye test, everything. Um, but, you know, we're talking Gundogan versus them. And I think that there's no competition in, in, my, in my opinion at the moment. And, and that, that would be sitting here, you know, shouting from the rooftop about Gundogan and he was top of the stats shots in the box. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts really, but we are. And, um, and often we find players in our FPL teams that we never expected to own over the season. There's only two things that can stop Foden, I think. And I think it's obviously one of them is Pep. Pep yeah. Probably, probably, probably the main thing actually is, is Pep. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I, 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 I had another one. What about cheating on his missus in Iceland? (laughs) I reckon that could stop him. Um, One final point I was just going to say is that obviously with the potential double game week 26, um, you know, a lot of people, probably including myself, will be wildcarding 25. So you've really only got to consider 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, five game weeks. um, And really with City... It's only really these next three games that are really attractive. After that, the next two are Liverpool away and Spurs at home. So personally, I wouldn't be taking hits to kind of get all the right ones in and, you know, move around, you know, whether you've got triple defence or double in midfield or whatever. I think just roll with what you've got, get rid of the ones that are injured or, or not playing or whatever and just... Just crack on because they're all going to score points because, you know, they're the best team in the league at the moment by a mile, I think. Two other points I want to make. Um, So one is that let's not forget midfielders get a point for a clean sheet as well. So there's only there's only three points difference there. And just how fragile a clean sheet as well. How fragile a clean sheet is as well. Because look at Liverpool last night. I mean, 
Burnley didn't deserve to score. Burnley, obviously, they played well, they defended well, and then they somehow get a penalty because Allison misjudges misjudges. The yeah, ball. and we've seen and, we've seen that with City. You know, we've seen that with City when Hudson Odoi scored in the last minute. I mean, and the West Brom game as well. So horrendous. just, I mean, you're saying it's six points guaranteed, but it's six <laughs> no, points guaranteed, no, not, and until it's, it's not, not six, six points, points guaranteed. guaranteed. But I would say, I would say, I would okay. I would rephrase there's it. More like chance, there's more exactly. chance. There's more chance. There's, I'm not, yeah, and I'm not you, saying they're bad assets. Man, if you're a betting man and you bet on a Man City clean sheet or a Phil Foden attacking return, the odds are heavily in favour of a Man City clean sheet when they are playing West Brom, Sheffield United, and Burnley. I mean. Then when it comes to Liverpool and Spurs, yeah, maybe. I'd maybe say, you know, it might favour the attacker a little bit more over the defenders in those games. Um, but I, st- I still don't. I st- still would expect... Well, what Josh is saying is a guaranteed six points every game. Guar- That's the title of the pod. If not, hunt me down, send me death threats. I just think there's a chance we look back at this and we like, I can't believe Gundogan and Foden were that price in that Manchester City team. Yeah, but we had this conversation right at the start of the season. How I think, who did we have? We had Neil, Neil Murray on and we were, we were going, oh God, Foden, Foden, I can't believe he's that price. And I went, yeah, <laughs> Can't believe it. Oh my god, it was all a dream. I brought him in and fell flat on my face. Top and I'm not score, doing it City's in. top scorer in all competitions. <laughs> yeah, in all comp- it doesn't matter what competition in all competitions. He's played every <laughs> minute in the Champions League, every minute, and he's done really well in the group stages of the Champions League. In the uh, in the Premier League, it's a different conversation. We move on to our third headline. <laughs> so the Iceman's XG project. Uh, I, I mean, I did have some more stuff to say on Gundogan. Oh, just sorry, quickly, go on. Just, go on. Um, just the I'm fact that he's got the Foden ones. <laughs> I do actually, but we'll, 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 <laughs> but you both, James, I like it. <laughs> so we mentioned that um, he's moved into a number eight position. Just looking at his heat maps uh, from all of last season to all of this season, exactly the same. <laughs> so it's almost like, well, is he just getting lucky? Maybe it's just because he's on penalties. No, James. Uh, no, I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm smitten on him I think I'm going then <laughs> you know, I've looked, I've saw the seen some stats on our Slack channel since game week 13 per 90 Gundogan is beating Sterling and Foden for shots shots on target big chances XG non-penalty XG so yeah he is doing really well in, in that sense and he looks like he's, he's beating Sterling for quite a few metrics uh, in terms of touches in the box too so yeah he is he's a great option but Foden and Sterling they're not doing it consistently at the moment and Gundogan seems to be on a bit of a bandwagon at the moment it's whether or not he's going to keep that up and his uh, previous season's performance show that he doesn't really do that but he is playing better this season I just this part of me feels like oh it's one of those bandwagons we're going to look back on and just think oh for god's sake but for 5.5 exactly yeah he really that worried when when at the moment as well at the moment I don't (laughs) think there's any other city assets that are screaming out to us apart from going triple defense and I'm not going to take a hit to do it it's it's silly Rich honestly do you prefer as a pick Foden to Gundogan Yes, oh, it's, a, it's a tough question. Oh, it's come tough, on, I, no, uh, no fence sitting. Come I on. do want to say one thing. I don't think Gundogan's a bandwagon. I mean, I remember the last pod we had. I said he was. Uh, I gave him as my differential because FPL. His name's FPL Differential on Twitter, and he was on the Wolf Pod and he was talking about Gundogan maybe three or four weeks ago. 
And I mean, it was something then that since then I've been watching it and he has had the statistics behind him. And I, I did think about him on free hit and stuff. So that's oh, why I know, yeah, I, know he's, I know he scored recently, though, but I feel like it's been discussed by him like before that. So I don't feel to me it's that much of a, a bandwagon. I just think it's value and I think it's value worth chasing. I mean, look at the price of like Rafinha compared to Gundogan. Um, so your answer is Gundogan or Foden? <laughs> Uh, it, de- uh, it depends. I want to see the FA Cup line up against Cheltenham. I'm captain in one of them. He used to be really ballsy. Well, should we move on to the third headline? Yeah. <laughs> the X-Men's I- XG project. The X-Men. Project. The X-Men. Oh, I seem to be <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Oh, sorry. You, well, you've no, actually that's, that's that's the bit where you talk. Yeah. That's that's just my bit now. Is it? Okay. Well, yeah, go on. I'll hand over to you because I'm not sure what's going on there. Right. So <laughs> this is just the XG data that I've looked into. You know, we're halfway through this COVID-risen season, and there's a lot of XG believers, and there's a plenty of non-XG believers. So I thought it would be a good time to show if XG does or does not lead to FPL points at all. So I took a look at the top 10 FPL point scorers currently. So the top 10 and the top 10 non-premium FPL point scorers and how we can assess the data and see if there's anything that can help us predict future FPL points in any way. Um, I'll start with the current top 10 FPL point scorers and see how that might relate to their XG numbers. So the current top 10, actually I've got 11 here, uh, before tonight's is it tonight's game? Tomorrow's game. Tomorrow so we're on uh, fr- we're Friday the 22nd of January and all the stats I've got here are from uh, fbref.com just to let you know. But yeah, the the top for the point scorers is Kane, uh, yeah. Bruno, <laughs> Son, Salah, Vardy, Bamford, Grealish, KDB, uh, Dominic Cavett-Lewin, Rashford and uh, Zaha. So a little quiz for you two. You know the rules, so shout your name and then I'll come to you for the answer. All these, as, as I mentioned, all these XG stats are from uh, fbref.com, generated by StatsBomb. So out of all the players I listed just then, who has the highest XG this season? Rich. Go on in, Rich. Bamford. Incorrect. I've got flashbacks to when we were in London. <laughs> yeah. Highest XG. Josh gets to think in time now. Calvert Lewin. Incorrect. So the actual answer is Jamie Richard Vardy. He is currently top of the XG list. Uh, He's injured. <laughs> and the, yeah, yeah, he may be injured, but it's, it's just interesting. So, to, so don't to get him in. Don't get him in, no. But he, he I thought you said non penalty XG. No, no, no. no I'm I'm joking, like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't actually. It was Al Capone, Calvert Lewin. At one point, Calvert Lewin and Bamford were romping it. Yeah, I've gone in. I have a quiz, uh, quiz question. Who's currently top of the non penalty XG? Josh. Go on, yes. Josh. Bamford. It is Bamford. Oh, this ha- yeah. it just steals my answer. This is like <laughs> London all over again. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so so now from that list of FPL point scorers who I mentioned earlier, no no quiz for this one, but who do you think are not in the highest XG list? What from the list that from that eleven? From that eleven that I gave you, who do you think are not? I think in Son's the... like he's up to his XG stats. Who, yeah, not, Son's not very high. Son, Son, yeah, Son, Son's fourteenth in the XG list. Anyone I'd else? say the one that aren't high is probably Zaha. 
Yeah, Zaha, he's not in there. He's 19th in the XG list. Grealish? Grealish, yeah, you're right. So he's 40th in the XG list. Rashford. And Rashford, yeah. Um, he is, oh, I've got 14th down. That's teamwork. Well done, Josh. Yeah, you've got all, all of them. So well done. Uh, I mean, the only thing that, that that may or may not tell us is that FPL classed strikers that are in the top FPL point scorers are currently in the top 10 uh, XG list. So the, the players that are not currently in the top uh, FPL point scorers list uh, are that are in the top XG list. Now, before the last game, Kevin De Bruyne wasn't in the top FPL point scorers, so I, I'm actually going to include him in this in this list. But he, Watkins. He, he's now ninth. Yeah, Watkins, uh, who is sixth in the XG list. Uh, yeah. Sadio Mane is tenth, and Neil Mopay is currently seventh in the highest XG list. So all, all those players currently un, underperforming, and um, we can come to their potential for points uh, for the remainder of the season a little bit later. So it's no surprise that KDB and Sadio Mane are on that underachieving list with uh, KDB. He's missed eight big chances so far this season and Mane missing seven big chances. So obviously the potential for those two of the avenue of points that they have. So having Watkins and Morpay on that list made me want to look into the top non-premium FPL point scores to see if there's any correlation between you know, their XG and what they're on, etc. So the current by Mane, I'm surprised by Mane because the other three have missed penalties, but mm. Mane hasn't. But yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, he's just not <laughs> scoring well. Yeah, uh, as he's saying. Yeah, yeah. surprising. Um, but yeah, the, the current non-premium FPL point scorers. This is excluding goalkeepers and defenders. Are Bamford. Um, Grealish, Dominic Cavett-Lewin, Zaha, Wilson, Neto, Madison, uh, James Ward-Prowse as Zuchek, and Barnes from Leicester. Now, uh, where are all these players in the XG list? Uh, here you are. So Bamford is second on the XG list, so he's doing well. Uh, Grealish, 40th. Uh, Dominic Cavett-Lewin is 8th. Zaha is 19th. Uh, Wilson's 11th. Neto is 60th. Madison's 75th. James Ward-Prowse is 128th. Uh, Zuchek <laughs> is uh, 23rd and Barnes is 24th. So there's obviously nothing conclusive to divide from that, really, is there? There's you know there's nothing to say that a top 10 premium XG results in FPL points. It's leading me to say who's currently underperforming. So let's go back to uh, who is in the top 10 for the XG so far, who isn't in the top 10 for FPL. FPL points. So as mentioned, it, I am including KDB in this, along with Ollie Watkins, uh, Sadio Mane, and Morpay. So just looking at their XG delta. So XG delta is a measure of how the reality compares to the probability. For example, if a player has 12 goals from an XG of nine, he will have an XG delta of plus three. So Kevin De Bruyne, he is on an XG delta of minus 4.48 which is the lowest of all players. And last year, he was actually fourth top for overall overperforming his XG. Now, you can look at this one of two ways. You can say that he is underperforming massively and then having a terrible season, or you can just say that he's getting the chances and you know, there's been elements of being unlucky because you know, he's, he's now in the top 10 uh, point scorer. So I'll let you judge that based on the eye test and what, what you think of KDB himself. He's not an option anymore because he's out for four weeks. But um, Ollie, Ollie Watkins, he is on an XG delta of minus uh, 2.08. Mane's on XG delta of 
minus 1.38 and more pays on minus 2.08. So other players to note that are currently in the minus for the XG Delta are Wood, who is second lowest to KDB, uh, Werner, who's currently uh, eight for, he's actually eight for non-penalty XG uh, at the top there, Marshall Pulisic, Vardy, uh, who is top for XG, but for XG Delta, he's minus 1.83. Uh, so even though he's one of the highest uh, FPL point scorers, he's still underperforming. Uh, Richardson's on there. Lookman, who is definitely an option at the moment. Bamford is also on there. Uh, Maguire, Saka and Aubameyang. Plenty more, but we, you know, we don't want to be here all day. So all those players are underperforming their XG. So let's move on to the players who have overperformed their XG. Who is at the very top of that list is probably the easiest question since who is currently the American president. Who who do you think is top of that? It's it's not going to be McGoldrick this year, is it? McGo- no, the top <laughs> of the uh, top Sun. of the XG uh, list. Yeah, Son. So oh. it's, it's Son. Um, he is currently on plus 5.81. So he has scored almost six goals more than the average player would score if he had the same chances. Madison is second. Salah is third when last year he actually finished on a minus 0.15 XG delta. So if he is overperforming at the moment, will he digress to the mean and start actually missing some big chances as well? So maybe there's more blanks to come. Um, well, at the moment, he's not really getting the opportunity. So. Uh, Zaha is actually over. Kane is at uh, plus 2.44 goals over. Ings is on there. Bruno, Pogba, Rashford, Grealish and Dominic Cavett-Lewin. So they are all overperforming their XG. So will some of these sorts of players digress to the mean or will players like Son keep scoring with limited XG? So last year I looked at uh, Bamiang. He finished top for XG Delta on plus 7.25. And you think all last season that Orba didn't need much of a chance to score now, did he? And he just continued that for the whole season, more or less. Greenwood, who came second for XG Delta, was much the same. Like he, he just kept scoring from just limited shots, followed by Ings, KDB, Kane, Marshall, Mane and Vardy. All players that you felt were just very clinical last season. And I checked uh, what the list looked like halfway through the season to see you know, if they were doing the same thing. And all those players were up there at the halfway point, overperforming their XG. Vardy was top at halfway. Then it was Kane, Orba, uh, KDB, etc. So it almost like, well, it continued throughout the whole season. I also took a look at who was underperforming their XG at the midway point last season. And it continued towards the end of season two. Names like McGoldrick, which you mentioned, uh, Rich, who was at the bottom of the midway point at minus 6.13 XG Delta, who finished the season on minus 6.01 XG Delta. Uh, Jesus, he was on uh, minus 2.51 at the midway point, who finished on minus 4.49 at the end. Pogba, Adams, Wood, Rashford, all were on negative XG at the halfway point, remained on negative at the end of the season. So maybe this data shows us that if you're having a great season, like KDB was last year, who was overperforming his XG at the midway point uh, and then at the end, you will continue to have a great season. And if you're underperforming your XG at this point, 
you also continue to do so. So there was a rare player, which I, I spotted, who finished the season on uh, plus 0.01 XG Delta, when at the midway point, he was actually on an XG Delta of uh, minus 1.28. Who do, who do you think that was? Who really increased their XG Delta uh, from the midway? Oh, point Sterling. Yeah. Must be Sterling. No. Oh. Last season. Yeah. Mikel Antonio? No, it was Pulisic. <clears throat> remember, he went on a great oh, run, just yeah. started scoring for me. Our arch nemesis <clears throat> as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in conclusion, for my XG analysis here, because uh, I've waffled on for ages now, uh, FPL class strikers that are top of, top of the FPL point scorers are mostly in the top ten XG list. So there is a correlation there. Some of the underperformers this season are currently. Watkins, KDB, Mane, Morpay, Wood, Werner and Marshall, whilst the overperformers are currently Son, Madison, Salah, uh, Zaha, Kane, Ings, Bruno, Pogba, Rashford, Grealish and Dominic Cabot-Lewin. So based on that analysis, you know, I did a compare of last season, everything will probably continue as it is. The end. So we're all going to want Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, more or less. You you just want the the players that are currently overperforming. They're probably going to keep overperforming. Yeah, no, that's but that's perfect. That's what mm. I think. I think I can't even add anything to that unless you you want to, Josh. That's that was great, mate. Really enjoyed yeah. it. It was uh, it was like you you could write a dissertation or something on that. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it was I've, interesting to write and I've yeah, genuinely I, I've missed listening to you, but <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. This is great. Quiz. XG project. We should have. No, I've, I've not. I've not missed those quizzes. Rich? Remember that quiz in the in the casino in London? Oh, oh that was really good fun. Yeah, yeah, Josh, got so, yeah, Josh got so. Yeah, Josh got so competitive. Yeah. <laughs> well, we so drunk got, as well. That was good yeah, fun. Yeah, no, that was it. Was good. Yeah, that was. The, I think that was one of the last nights out. Yeah, I had. just one one final thing on uh, XG. Just while we're on the on the topic, so um, Gundogan and Foden oh. for the last. <laughs> Seven game weeks are both um, out. Sorry, un, yeah, outscoring their. Uh, sorry, XG, yeah. So Foden is 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 point eight one over what he should have done, and um, and and Gundogan is one point seven six. So um, both are uh, overperforming at the moment. Just Although Gundogan should have had a brace, really. I mean, he had that chance from like a couple. I think, of yards to be out. honest, it's, it's the goals that he's scored, though, isn't it? I think he, he's, um, you know, quite a lot of his goals have, have sort of come um, with probably fairly low XG chances. And that's why I think that West Brom game might might, might be good for him. But um, we we'll see. So we go. Uh, so the piss break is sponsored by FPL merch with custom made mugs, trophy and even creations from the FPL community on sale right now. Use the code piss break for an extra 20 percent off at FPL merch. I, I was speaking to Ross in the week and he's made some I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I'm going to say he's made some like wooden spoons um for for for, 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 for know, me oh he's got he's made them for me well, thanks yeah i was gonna make that joke but yeah <laughs> so but you know people don't buy trophies for the people who win the leagues people hate the people who win the leagues people like buying you know wooden spoons for the losers of the leagues Ooh. um 
So, yeah, so go to fplmerch.com. You can use that code PISSBREAK for an extra 20% off. And, of course, it's the Iceman's Piss, so we have a special guest. Evening, gents. FPL Hortz here. Just wanted to say a massive up the pod on reaching your double century. Here's to the next 200. Yeah, it's Hortz. In a world pandemic, with players and fixtures lost to COVID on a weekly basis. (laughs) (laughs) The FBL community sort a hero in these dark times. A man to bring back a sense of normality. A man languishing with a rank of over two million. (laughs) A man whose toiletry adventures were the stuff of legend. The Iceman's Pierce. Brilliant. I desperately need to go, so I'm going to run off. (laughs) Thanks, Ian. That was awesome. Welcome back, listeners, and thank you so much to Hortz uh, for the Iceman's piss break introduction. Um, so we're going to move straight on to the questions. Now, we'll begin with our Slack ones. So Jay Ros has said what to make of the Chelsea defensive assets. So Zuma, Chilwell and James in particular. They have a favourable run of games on the horizon, but their form has dipped. Stick or twist. So, I mean, obviously, I had all three of them until recently. And I sold the wrong one. I sold Chilwell. Um, Zuma. He's a hard one to know now. Like Josh warned me, Zuma could be dropped. I didn't listen. I bench boosted with it with him in my team. Um, but I've got the luxury of benching benching Zuma, so I'm going to do it because you know the form hasn't improved with Rudiger in the team either. Um, I actually think Chilwell uh, looks looks good, and so does James. And the upcoming fixtures, in my opinion, are pretty good. Um, I, before the whole KDB injury, I was actually looking at getting Chilwell in. Um, not going for the triple up again, but looking at getting Chilwell in for maybe Zuma or for James. Um, but obviously KDB, that's going to now take priority. Um, but I quite like their upcoming fixtures. I mean, they're they're the ones, they're the same, they're the mirror of the fixtures where they had a nice run earlier in the season that did quite well for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Josh, I mean, as a Chelsea fan, uh, I know you're not always that high on them. Um, so, so I mean, moment. what are your thoughts? Because they, they've obviously they've all got issues, haven't they? Like, I mean, Chilwell was nailed, um, but Zuma and James, the two that I've got, I mean, have got issues. I mean, Zuma's obviously been dropped, and James has got some little nagging injury. I think whenever you're looking at um, FPL assets, the first thing you should always consider before you consider that individual player is the form of the team they play for. And we're just an absolute mess at the moment, if I'm honest with you. Um, we're a mess. I don't know what's going to go on with Lampard. Apparently, he had a really strange press conference today. He started laying into all sorts of articles and stuff that's come out about, you know, sort of who we may replace him with and stuff. And I just think, yeah, the players have... I think he's lost the dressing room. Um, so right now, I wouldn't buy any Chelsea players, let alone defenders. Any Knew of them. you'd say that. Knew oh, you'd say that. I wouldn't buy any of them. Yeah. Um, however, if you own them, the only one 
defensively that I would keep is Chilwell. Yeah, the and one the I only, don't have. The only, <laughs> the only reason I'd keep him, the only reason I'd keep him is if you've got all the City defenders that you want. Yeah, keep, keep the player you don't have uh... This was Jay Ross's question, not Rich. Yeah, let's turn it Rich into mine. Just... I've, got, I've got issues here, Josh. <laughs> no, you've always had issues. Um, the, the, but in, really, with Chilwell, he's 6.1 million. So, you know, if you, if you don't have, you know, uh, Triple City and you've got spaces, then yes, definitely move him to Diaz, Cancelo, Stones. Um, but if you do and you are thinking, right, I want to, I'm, I'm looking at Chilwell, do I want to get rid of him? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick with him. I wouldn't keep any of the other ones personally. I think, like you said, Rich, James is an issue. I think he's got a knee issue. He generally, I mean, he's incredible. I'm, an, I'm his biggest fan and I think he has the potential to be world class. Um, but I do think that he's going to be one of those players that picks up niggling injuries quite regularly in his career um and then as for the center backs really yeah i don't know apart from obviously tiago silva i don't know who's going to partner him it could be zoom it could be really could even see um you know um someone else come in christensen maybe so i thought with his advanced age that um that tiago silva could could be at risk as well, but I mean, obviously, it's, not uh, it's just his leadership. I mean, when as when as Piliqueta doesn't play, he's captain, so he he just wants him on the pitch for his leadership more than anything. So it's just, it's just funny because you look at those players, and I mean, they they Chelsea are still up there with the best defensive asset, as in you know xg conceded wise they were top for quite a long time until yeah, it over the along. season yeah but and, and that, those def- for defenders they were the, i've got stats know, top three yeah, oh sorry you are part of james because no, I, I imagine but i was just going to say they were right up there as in they were like three of the top five attacking defenders were zuma chilwell and james and i think tiago sealed of silver scored a couple of goals but he wasn't getting the output that you know that Zuma, Chua, and James were. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do your stats back that up, James? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. So uh, I think you're giving James a bit of a harsh time on his knees there. He did play like what was it, one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight games in a row. He took a break at uh, West Ham, but it's a bit like the Chilwell thing. You know, he's going to play more than he's not because he's that good. I mean, bench boosts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's only just come back, isn't he? You're only given him one game. He's only just come back, so surely he should be fresh and uh, Chelsea should be ready to go now. But form has dipped. It wouldn't surprise me if you actually went back to a back three and James and Chilwell plays as wing back. So that makes James and Chilwell even more attractive. But whether or not that will happen, I don't know. Um, I did try looking into the stats as I mentioned and see if there's anything different from uh, since the dip in form. I think. The bad form started around, what, end of November with the nil-nil draw to Spurs, maybe. I think part of the issue is that since that game, Chelsea actually haven't been with both Rhys James and Hakan Ziyech on the pitch for a full game. They have formed like a good partnership down the right-hand side there. So maybe this has contributed to the bad form. It might not be the total reason, but it may have contributed along with the other injuries you've had. You know, Havertz, he's had COVID. He's been in and out of the team. You know, Zuma randomly left out of the team because he's not got a personality. Uh, I thought, yeah, I would check up on the numbers up until 
game week 10 in comparison to the to the game weeks after game week 10 so game week 10 was when that spurs nil nil draw was so the attacking stats are they scored 22 goals in the first part of the season compared to 11 in the second part uh 13.42 expected goals in the first part to 16.42 within the last nine games. So that's showing that they have been missing big chances and uh, they've doubled the amount of uh, missed big chances, 16 uh, big missed chances to eight in, from the start of the season. So they've actually created more chances in the last nine compared with the previous nine, 114 to 91. The defensive numbers, They've conceded more chances, but not by much, 101 to uh, 91 previously at the start of the season. But I think the difference is, is the attempts in the box they have conceded, 79 in the last uh, nine to 49 before. So that's an increase of 24.4%, which yeah, has leaded to conceding 13 goals to the previous 10. So not a major difference. They've only conceded three more goals than they did the previous nine. Their XGC is up from 7.73 to 10.63. Uh, so it could all be down to, to variance. Like just looking at the stats compared with other teams, they're, as um, Rich, you mentioned, they're second to City for defensive stats in the first part of the season and third to City and Liverpool in the second part. So again, no major difference considering the bad form that they're in. It could turn around within a week, if you ask me. Zuma, he's a tough one, whether whether or not he's lost his place or not. And if you're able to get rid, I probably would for Man City defender, maybe. Um, with Chilwell and James, yeah, I would keep. And as a James owner, I'm definitely keeping for now. But like Josh said, it is difficult to invest in something which isn't currently proven it's all like a you know we hope it's going to happen type of feel yeah. so i almost do agree with you there josh it's, uh, i think the thing with james is is i think he's an absolute class class act and I, I think you know an amazing amazing player both defensively and attacking wise but it's it's the issue of the injury as in it's not oh he had an injury if it's fine if he'd, if he'd pulled his hamstring and come back not a problem but it's 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 that they had to go for a scan and they thought he might have to have surgery and you know they're falling back on surgery if that you know if, if it gets worse and it just screams the whole you know can't play three games in a week or whatever that you just know as well with with as as an amazing understudy and also the club captain i just think it's just you know, for me, James is just a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a risk. So, you know, I definitely think, yeah, he's he's probably a better hold than Zuma uh, right now. Um, but I still don't don't feel that he's he's you know any anywhere near nailed now because of the injury issues and Aspilicueta. And you could also count in the factor that you know that that we've just lost two 0 to Leicester. And James started, and Azpilicueta didn't. So why is he going to continue with the same team we've just got? Let's beat not to forget it. you didn't have you didn't have Kante, Kante in that game either, did you? Yeah, um, you didn't have the no, either. And a it's lot, been frustrating with James. People play on the Kante thing though, but Kante's not the player he used to be either. No, he's not. Like, he's still he's not really bad, not. I'll take him at Reading. <laughs> he's not Kante of old by any means. Um, you know. 
he's 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 not and 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 that's really if you said to me what what what's the reason why we're conceding goals and why we're not looking particularly great at the moment I honestly think that aside from Lampard and and the sort of dressing room and, and whatnot I generally think the main weakness in our team is our centre midfield you look at players like Jorginho Kovacic they're weak um you know Mount Mount's not born for that role Mount's more of an attacking player and I think that you know we we haven't got real good you know box to box holding midfielder whatever in there um and that's where i think the issue lies and that's therefore why we have started to concede goals more and probably also you know why we're not you know just dominating games well i guess people probably aren't looking at chelsea assets anyway but i mean i guess the frustration with with james is we had this conversation didn't we before the season started and his his best game has been that he got a goal and an assist game week one against Brighton, hmm. uh, James that is, and he's just not replicated that since. But I mean, maybe one to look down the line is Rudiger. If he does take the place of Zuma, he's four point five million, but only Zuma's times gonna, yeah, only times gonna tell with those ones, aren't they? Yeah. But personally, I'm gonna bench, I'm gonna bench Zuma for now and just it's one they're they're to, they're one to keep an eye on though. I mean, yeah. if Lampard goes yeah. and we get a new manager in, there's I could see a serious new manager bounce there mm. um you know particularly mm. if we get if we get a german manager in, which is the rumor um to shell or um or one of the other guys um you know the likes of Werner, i definitely could see picking up form yeah. should, should, should we move on to a better do. team <laughs> just, just two seconds. Whatever you do, do not, um, do not buy Tamori because he's just come to yep. AC Milan. I know, amazing that. Yeah. Which is good for Zuma potentially or Rudiger. Yeah. But <laughs> should we move on to a better team? So Espen has asked: Is Robertson too expensive with the upcoming fixtures? If you plan to wildcard in 25, could he be the one getting dropped now? Um, so do either of you own Robertson? No. No. Josh, no. See, I have Robertson. And I'm going to skip skim past this question because I feel with with KDB getting injured, I don't think removing Robertson's a priority. We've seen, you know, when Chelsea drew with Spurs recently, it was a nil-nil. I could see uh, Liverpool against Tottenham being a nil-nil as well. So best defensive stats, Liverpool. Oh, what they're top of the defensive stats. Yeah, currently. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's really. Part, it's not, well, it towards half me. half of this end of the season. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just he's he's not a player you want to like like if you need to get rid of KDB if you need to get rid of Vardy I don't think holding Robertson is is the worst thing in the world um, because I don't think value comes into it so I probably sound a bit like Stefan now but I'm going to keep <laughs> Robertson um, that Helmo has asked on our Slack channel what impact will Vardy being out having on Barnes and Madison so Iceman if we come to you first um, I mean are they players you're looking at. I mean, it depends if he trials Barnes up top, doesn't it? Uh, he, if he does do that, then, yeah, Barnes is definitely going to be an option. But Perez might play there, uh, yeah. so it's difficult to tell. Perez or Iheanacho, I'd say. Yeah, you, you can't really, you know, Madison seems to be in form at the moment. You, I, you can't really put a, does it affect them? Uh, I don't, we don't know. Don't know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon, Josh? Have you got any interest at all? 
Not in, not in the slightest. No, bit, see, I don't either. I've never I've liked seen... Leicester when it comes to FPL, if I'm honest with you. The the um, the season, I had my worst finishes oh, when they won the league. Funny <laughs> enough. Fadi, Fadi yeah, same. Oh, yeah. I hated that season with passion. <laughs> see, I, and like I don't know. never really liked Leicester players. And right now, I'm finding James Justin really annoying as well. So, um, oh, I can't stand him. Let's he, just he not was talk the... about Leicester. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're horrible. I agree. Oh, I, had, I had him game week one. I sold because I thought he might be dropped soon, and he's just yeah, just continued to play. And I don't, I don't like Brendan Rodgers. So let's let's move oh, on. I like Brendan. Rodgers. I like yeah, I like Brendan. Now see Brendan Rodgers. Honestly, I know we're going to go for a German manager because of how awful Havertz and Werner have been since we spent shed loads of money on them. But in an ideal world, if Lampard does go, I would be more than happy with Brendan Rodgers. He used to manage our reserves or youth team, youth, I think it was. Yeah. So he's got he's got serious connections at Chelsea and he would be a great fit for us. He, I think. he got sacked from Reading. But um, if that's if that's what Chelsea's become this, this now. Is, this isn't about <laughs> FPL anymore, guys. Like you've, you've come on back to FPL, yeah? OK, so Jonathan has oh, asked, <laughs> for those that plan to bench for in game week 26, which strategy is better? Wildcard in 25, higher chance of catching informed players or using the game weeks from now to 26 to build a few full squad and wildcard sometime after 26, which will maximise funds in starting 11 post wildcard. Now, I tried to do one of these strategies recently where I've built for a bench boost weeks ahead and players have been dropped. I mean, I had nine players benched, so... That sounds it was like mainly the fact of Leeds well, v Southampton getting postponed as well, wasn't it, really? And that as well, but it, it, that didn't cause nine players not to play. I just think no. wild card, then bench boost, they go well together. Like, I wouldn't yeah, have picked Reese James. I wouldn't have picked Reese James. Um, no. I mean, does anyone disagree? Like, I think they, they go quite well together. I think the other thing that you've got to bear in mind, which obviously Jonathan's not mentioned in there, is I would be very surprised if we go from now until game week 26 and there's no other double game weeks. And therefore, it's going to be hard to build for 26 when there could be a double in 23 or 24, which you're going to want to... Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is as well, I don't think we will find out the fixtures for 26 until I think it's... After 24, 23, I think it's after 23. So you might only have two or three free transfers to use on it. It's, it's like, whoa, like, but, yeah, but, definitely, definitely wildcard 25. If that's but, if you want to bench boost 26, that's the easy route. I, I agree with that, but but you can put in the place of, you know, you know which teams have got games to play. Aston Villa have got games to play. Yeah, even Everton have got games to play. City have got games to play over uh, the, all the other teams. So you could potentially do that, but you just don't know, do you? So there's that. No. Always. You could gamble on it. I mean, like you look at what happened with, um, you know, double game week. It all just, oh, City got two um, two games. Great. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, it, I've got two City players. You had that and you were over the moon. So you were the lucky blasted. <laughs> <laughs> I think it all depends on the FA Cup, doesn't it? Like the reason why the game weeks, the games are coming out of 29 into 26 is because of the FA Cup. So you you can pretty much go, well, who's going to be in the FA Cup? You know, uh, Man City, probably, you know, Liverpool playing United. So that's a little bit more risky because you don't know who's going to win out of that game. But, Talk you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I, I've almost given up trying to plan. Yeah, it's, it's almost pointless. It's it? it yeah, it? it a easier option. I had the perfect bench boost and then 
<laughs> all the fixtures changed. Um, yeah, I did too, mate. I had a, yeah. Yeah, I had a great team. I, I know you did. Well, honestly, James, you still had the perfect bench boost. O'Shea, Dar O'Shea. Oh, king. And uh, and and the rest is, John is irrelevant. John Stone. Oh, yeah. nice coat. Yeah, John John Stone. No plural, unfortunately. Yeah. If it, if, honestly, if it wasn't for Johnston, me and James would be right up there with you in the ranks, Josh. So we we move my, on. My lofty uh, heights. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're doing quite well, to be fair. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> we'll move on to our Twitter questions. So, Arthur McCain, thank you for your question. Uh, but I think we pretty much answered it. So, it was about Chelsea, Chelsea assets. So, we're going to move on to Tom, who was on the podcast the other week. Uh, Iceman can pronounce his name better than I can. Chance. Is there a chance? Wait, say it. No, I've, I've said it now. Too late. Carry on. Okay. Is, is there a chance that Arsenal won't ruin... Smith Rowe's potential by buying slash loaning another overrated midfielder in this window. So I, I think you've signed one today. Uh, it's not officially signed. Uh, okay. Odegaard from Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it happens, which I think he asked his you... question before that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he must have. Yeah, but if it is, yeah, it is more than likely uh, to stop his chances of playing. But. I, I thought uh, I'll have a look at this question because obviously I, uh, even though I only actually because I was busy before uh, November, I only started watching all the games since November, and but I have watched every Arsenal game this season and Emil Smith Rowe, the addition for Arsenal has just been great. He's started playing regularly in the team since game week 15 and since game week 15, compared with Arsenal's previous five games, we are up by five goals for possession, big chances created, uh, minutes per chance, uh, first. 59 to uh, 57 so a good improvement but five games is obviously a small number so variance comes into play there uh, therefore I had a look at the average per 90 from the start of the season up until game week 15 and um, all the numbers across the board are better with Emil Smith-Rowe in the team from game week 15. We, we are we're getting 2.2 goals per 90 to one previously, uh, 10.6 chances created to 7.4, 15.6 attempts to 10.7, etc., etc. Of course, you can tell he's just making a big difference at Arsenal. You know, comparisons have been made to Mesut Ozil, which I can accept somewhat. He's you know been pulling the strings for Arsenal midfield, showing off his range of passes, uh, linking up nicely with the forwards, etc. Um, but he more, it's more he works hard he always seems to be on the front foot determined like enthusiastic willing to get like stuck in and he's also creative he just shows the desire that Meza Ozil you know lacked often especially in the big games and <laughs> looking at this just because Meza Ozil was mentioned I did have a look at Ozil's best season from 2015-16 where he got six goals and 19 assists just to see if uh, like there was any comparison uh, there, there isn't. Um, the numbers are too, <laughs> are too short, and Ozil wipes the floor with Emil. So, yeah, it just reminded me what a player Ozil was that season. But oh. yeah, is this relevant? Remember his debut? Who? Uh, Emil Smith Rowe or Ozil when oh, he passed to Ozil? Oh, yeah, I think Giroud. Um, I think he got like two or three assists in one game, and they were like all from set pieces. Oh, I think it was like a two-nil win. Um, yeah, it was against, it might have been United. He was, I can't remember, he was he was incredible. And it's so mad to think, like, what he's gone from How there to now. Gone, yeah. oh. uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but all that is kind of irrelevant for FPL. So uh, yeah, you can't compare him to Foden. <laughs> Foden. Oh no! <laughs> banging that drum again. We move on to the next question. So <laughs> F- FPL comic nerd. Hi guys, love the pod is back. It it didn't go anywhere. Is Pogba revival real? And between him and Madison, who would they rather have? Thank you. Um, so Josh, should we go? Should we go to you? Um, I, what do you think about Pogba? I don't know. I'm, I'm not not convinced. <laughs> Is it more um, his impact on Bruno than than? I, I think if I think if Bruno was injured or didn't play for United, then yeah, I'd be all over Pogba. Brilliant. But I, I think the two of them together, you know, they they both sort of, you know, the sort of chief creators in the team. And I think I know obviously Pogba's a lot cheaper, but. Yeah, I wouldn't want him alongside Bruno. I think, I think, yeah, not not for me. And I'm and I'm not not a Madison fan either. So no, being being no for me to both of them. And what about you, Iceman? I think I'd, I'd probably if you're behind and you've got like that cash available, maybe Pogba would be just an interesting one to go for. When he he's overperforming uh, quite a lot at the moment, obviously, you know takes just but it just seems to be on it just getting that random goal i just think if you look at him like his avenue to points what he used to have used to be on certain free kicks used to be on penalties yeah yeah. he used to play number 10 role at times he was bruno Bruno before exactly now he's got none of it now he's like a box-to-box midfielder yeah i'm i'm never i'm never i'm Never a fan of having United assets. I don't, I don't know why. Like I remember the end of last season, there was so much value because we had Bruno, we had Greenwood at 4.5. Uh, Martial was playing well. Pogba's um, 7.7 million as well. It's not like he's even cheap. I'd probably rather have Grealish. Uh, should, should we move on to our final question? Uh, so FPL Teach Mode Andy. Our Leicester, it's another Leicester one, but our Leicester oh, are flashing no. the pan. Madison and Barnes excite me, but why <laughs> on the lack of Vardy now too? I think we've already covered Leicester. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't like Leicester. No. Rubbish. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't no, say they that. are no, they're, they're a great team. They're a great team. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo winning the league in 15. Oh, they're rubbish. Oh, they're great. Ruining oh, my FPL oh, season. But no, they're great. They're, they're doing well. And um, well done to James Justin for um, for being oh, the. Why uh, have you. Don't bring him up again. But we'll, we'll move on to the feedback <laughs> on that note, which is about Josh. No, it's not. Uh, the, the feedback is. Fr- uh, from D at Arnholt in the cut, who says Mikel is gold. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that episode with Mikel. Uh, like every yeah. time I listen to the surgery before this, I, honestly, I find him so funny, yeah. and I almost feel like I disappointed him because he tweeted about um, <laughs> he tweeted about a lot of people in the community doing minus twelves, minus eights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Negative expected value. Yeah. I love I, I that tweet. I was, I was one of one of many. Uh, but I think part of it was also, I don't know, just trying to enjoy the game a, a bit more. And obviously, but nine of nine of my players didn't play. So <laughs> it, did, it didn't quite work out. But uh, Mikel... I, I, I liked how he, he bigged me up my bad luck. He just he expressed how bad, you know, how unlucky I was as well. And uh, it did make me feel a little bit warm in my heart. But he still sent, <laughs> he still sends through the... Uh, um, the advice and uh, he still slakes me every week, which is it just does. lovely. Which James, is a nice. <laughs> should, we, should, should James read this bit? I think he should. Think? Yeah, you should be ashamed. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna read, I'm gonna, I'm read gonna Mikel of... telling you off. 
I'm going to have a swig, swig of my uh, little cider and you can read out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Oh, I, I've got it actually quite small, so let me just enlarge that. Uh, so he has put, you didn't listen to the advice about the triple captaining instead of ben- bench boosting. Anyway, keeping faith in Lowton, O'Shea and Basuma on bench boosts in the end worked out just as good as any. It doesn't change the horribility of it all, <laughs> of it though. Given KDB's <laughs> likely injury at the moment, it's all about who you replace him with. Despite rough fixtures ahead, the transfer algorithm prefer Hummin Som as your best alternative. Elsewhere, the value in Kufau and James seem to have van- vanished, and being able to upgrade uh, to Man City defenders seem an excellent idea at the moment. As general notes at the moment, if no injuries, just holding the transfers and accepting some suboptimal fixtures for some at the moment. Puts at the moment quite a lot, doesn't he? For some at the moment. Seems like a very good idea going forward to keep flexibility as it's uh, upmost in case of fixture rescheduling on a short notice so no Mikhail I never listen and I think I now blame Mikhail for all my bad form in FPL uh, it's been the last two seasons that he's been giving me advice on my team and I'm such a stubborn bastard that I just don't <laughs> like to be told what to do. So maybe um, when he gives me the right information, I've just gone against it. And <laughs> I've just said, just because I'm a stubborn bastard, uh, I, I just don't want to do what you're saying. But uh, maybe I should. Um, yeah, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> he, he, he's, he was telling you, right, to triple Captain Salah. Yeah. Right. And your, and your bloody clean sheet from Loughton made your bench boost work out in the end when when Mikel triple captain Salah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's Couldn't just write. hilarious. So, it's so just, did you, Josh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Also, with, your, with your nine players missing out. All right. Cheers. Uh, um, I also have to mention if you want to follow the algorithm. And James is a great advert for this because he's not followed it and he's 1.9 million. You go to oh. patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. We're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and we have the exclusive sign up code. It's surgery15. So go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and you can sign up there for 15% off. That code is capital letters surgery15. And of course, we're partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles on Twitter, who does the artwork for the pod release tweet. Each and every week. There we go. (laughs) Um, So we'll move on to our traptains. So transfers and captains. Of course, we start with the Iceman. Um, I think I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing and go KDB to Gundogan. Um, I'm tempted on Captain and Rashford this week uh, instead of Bruno. But I might change it back to Bruno. Um, I've got a fair amount of options. I, you know, Watkins is an option. No, I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just um, either Captain Rashford or Bruno and KDB to Gundogan. That enables um, Rodrigo to Kane for next week. Is the captain on? Is that because Egan's out for Sheffield United? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, Josh, what about you? Nothing to do with XG, just that. Um, just read out a page of XG. Yeah, similar. 
uh, KDB to Gundogan, um, Bruno captain, I think will be me. But obviously, it all depends on the FA Cup lineup for City away to Cheltenham. That massive, massive clash that they've got. So um, yeah, all depends on Pep really. As always, our whole lives are relying on uh, Pep Guardiola, don't they? It's a big one. Big one. Um, yeah, I'm doing the same transfer. KDB to Gundogan. So I love oh, Gundogan. This is really dull, isn't it? Well, well, well I'm not captaining Bruno. Cause oh, oh. Hold your horses. Go um, on. I'm going to captain one of the City guys. So either Cancelo, uh, Foden or Gundogan. One of them's getting the armband. And I'm not sure which yet. So I'm also going to be waiting for that Cheltenham lineup. But 100% I'm captaining a City player. Captain uh, Foden. You'll come on. You'll come on next. You'll come on the next pod with like one of those, one of the lines uh, shaved in your hair, like foam, <laughs> Scott. You're such a foam. You, you too. Like you, you love Mane apparently, and you yeah, love Foden. It's, it's, it's over thing? now. It's over. My I love, love of Mane. I used, I used to love Sterling, but yeah, you do. You love Foden. <laughs> Look, I'll get to beat that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So we'll move on to the the mini leagues, uh, Josh. So FPL Surgery League, um, fifth is Sean Dunlop, fourth is Vegard Knutson, third is Ryan Prince, second is Sean McCall and first is Paul Jones. And then the Patreon League, um, fifth is Espen Frostard, fourth is Ben Smith, third is Rain Stoke Geet. Oh, he's a new one. Um, <laughs> second is Robert Uninger, and first is Jorgen Rogberg. And we have also got the monthly uh, prize to yeah, announce. I thought you were going to forget about that again. For the month <laughs> of December. So in December, uh, third was Stephen Cookson, second was Robert Uninger, and first was Ben Smith, who will. You need to get his address over to the Iceman, who will provide you with an FPL surgery mystery prize. Um, free ticks there, mate. You you did well this week. Well done, Josh. Thanks. See, <laughs> his little mystery Smashed prize. it each and every week. Each. <laughs> I also I, I kind of want to give a shout out to this uh, Peer Tech. He's predicted. So we've had these Twitter competitions, and he's predicted Pep's uh, lineup oh. two weeks in a row. Know. I think he's in the know. I'm going to message him before I decide who's captain from City. I'm going to I'm going to message him because we had 200 entries two weeks in a row. He was the only person to predict Pep's lineup two weeks ago, and then we had seven this week, and he 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 got it both times. Mm. Um, But we move on to our differential picks. Uh, So, Iceman, we start with you. Yeah, my differential pick for this week and going forward is Christian Pulisic. He is 2.2% owned. I know Josh would like this one, or maybe not. Uh, seven attempts in his last four, five in the box. Uh, he's looked good. Uh, Chelsea, they do have some good fixtures coming up. Um, he seems to be back playing now, and he was one of the biggest prospects towards the end of last season and seems to have gone off a cliff at the moment. But I have seen some encouraging stuff lately. Granted that he hasn't had a return since game 14, and for 8.2, it's you know, probably a bit outside of everyone's range, and just that annoying spot where, you know, is he worth it or not? And I just, I've just got You're a really good feeling it, about mate. him. Yeah, well, just let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> I do have a good feeling about him. One of the main reasons that I've chosen him is because of Mount. 
Mount is the highest for chances created in the last four with 17 and joint top of KDB for chances created in the last six. So I can see Pulisic being a good option for Mount to create for. So yeah, 8.2 million for Pulisic, 2.2% owned. Get him in your team, Josh. He's your KDB transfer. He's definitely not. <laughs> You're going for Gundogan. I am going for Gundogan. <laughs> Gundogan's my man. Um, Gundogan was my differential, but um, when Rich found out earlier, he threw his toys out of the pram and said that he went for him last week, so I can't go for him. So I'm going for Luke Shaw, who I never thought I'd go for, but he's looked really good recently. Um, he's taking set pieces. He's an absolute bonus magnet. United look pretty solid at the back. They're playing Sheffield United game week 20 at home, which this season seems like a, a very good opportunity for a clean sheet. And they've even got some other good, um, you know, clean sheet opportunities coming up. So I think he's great at 4.8 million, providing Tellez plays in the FA Cup game against Liverpool and Shaw gets a rest. I think he's a really, really good transfer in for game week 20. Lovely. Um, my one is, is again, another one we mentioned when we did the podcast about the championship teams is Matty Cash for Villa. Um, my computer crashed earlier, so I don't have the stats to hand. However, yeah, I compared him to Target and I think Cash Cash is dominating the stats. He's a converted winger <laughs> I think. for Aston Villa. No, honestly, he's got Newcastle and Burnley next. What else can you ask for? Um, Time to cash Matt, in. Matty Cash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. 1.2% owned. I, honestly, I think Matty Cash, with those two fixtures, combined Such it with Such a great Matty name, Cash. isn't it? Yeah, it is. He looks a bit too much like he looks a bit too much like Grealish for he my does, liking. Doesn't he? Yeah, I keep he does. getting the muddled up as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think I mean again, I said this with Gundogan the other week. Like, I don't think I'll get him in my team. But if I had a spare transfer, I didn't have De Bruyne. I think Cash as a converted winger um, to a wing back, you know, I'd, I'd I'd go for it. Is he uh, worth the money? Is he worth the cash? I think you'll have enough cash when you get rid of KDB to Gundogan to get anyone. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, 1.2% owned. I think I think they priced him a bit highly. They put him at 5 million, I think, because of his reputation. But, no, I like it. I like it. And we've, got a, few, we, we've got a few more questions. Um, and I know, Iceman, when me and Josh took over, you were like, we have to limit the podcast to one hour, 15 minutes. That's That's the optimal time. Uh, but obviously, people want to hear about you. Yeah. Um, so we've we've got a few more questions. So we're going to overrun that time, and doesn't matter. It's episode two hundred, right? Yeah. Why not? So Stefan, if you know him. Oh, Stefan. Yeah. Stefan. He's he's doing quite well. How is life outside of the FPL podcast bubble, James? Has it changed you in any way? Um. Yeah, life is life is good. I've finally had time to do up my house, undergo complete remodelling. I, I do have a YouTube video of that, which I posted on my Twitter if you want to see it. Uh, it's given me more time to get back to gym sessions. I'm, obviously, I'm going to the gym at home at the moment. So she made it has, actually has made life a lot less stressful because I've had time for other stuff. And yeah, I've been learning more to do with my job, spending more time with the missus. And more importantly, I've been able to pee whenever I like. Um, yeah, has it changed me? Not really as a person, you know, just 
I would say it's made my life less stressful, as I mentioned. I just I can't really, you know, can't deny I do miss it at times. But uh, you know, to give myself credit, I have recruited two of the best replacements for the pod. And, you know, the, the work you two are doing is brilliant. And all I can do is thank you for that. But if you do slip up, it will be on your report card at the end of the year. I can't, I can't wait for this report card. I really can't wait for it. I, I quite going to be something about each and every week on your. <laughs> I haven't said it once this time. Like, see Jake, see like, me at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we got another question. Late Riser. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. He just came 30th in the world last year. Okay, Does good. James miss podcasting? Is he looking at a comeback, regular appearances? Yeah, I suppose we had the same question from Mark as well at M. Bison. Does James miss the pod? Uh, is he looking to come back? Uh, he also, uh, Mark he asked, asked about, about Billy as well. Billy yeah. as, well yeah. I'm, I'm, as I mentioned, I do miss coming on. It is fun. I've enjoyed tonight and it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. And I enjoy doing the research as well, but just not every week. And I probably will come back one day, but I, you know, it won't be this season. Probably not next but maybe one day and yeah, but Bully, yeah, he as well is, is his son had his first birthday last December. He is working 24 seven, but he is doing actually very well in FPL at the moment, currently 500 K. So yeah, he's doing all right. And uh, I'll let him know that you asked Mark. Thank you. Nice. I like how every, every question gets answered with like life question, but then the rank as well. <laughs> the important part. Yeah. Yeah, FPL. We'll go bring it back to FPL every time. He's doing all right in life, but his rank is really good. Right, he's That's got all, all his chips. Matters. He's got all his chips. Yeah. Um, so we've got um, a question from Faith No Marino. Um, we need an explanation. What happened to James Drury? Who kidnapped him and took his team to operate while having him as a hostage? Stefan. He stole my FPL brain and is now using it for his own team and that's why he's currently what is he 3k overall uh, so there's another there's no other explanation for this really it's stefan he's still my brain the next two i've got josh does the schedule these are not questions but um, I, I didn't put these on uh, where does these come from i, don't I know. didn't put these on at all i think james just made these up practically oh did you add them james must have added them i did not add these not guilty <laughs> I can't even read this smut. Um, at, <laughs> at FBLCG, the biggest arms in FPL returns. Oh, oh thank you, CG. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> is this an account you've made up? It looks like it, doesn't it? That was genuine one of our questions that we got. got Farlander George at FPL Crafts. We just want our Iceman yeah. back. Yeah, don't we all, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So that's that's all the questions. Yeah, so, thank you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, thank you. No, it's been it's been a good episode. It's been, it's been a long episode, but I'm it's sure people fun. are still listening. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. yeah. So please help support the podcast at patreon.com. Patreon. <laughs> James, Hello. I'll tell you what, you do this bit. I'm going. No, to you can do it. Yeah, no, I want you to do this, but I can't be bothered. <laughs> We've been recording for too long. Like, uh, <laughs> please help support the podcast and pay you.com. FPL, sorry. Uh, league 
439 HW9. Uh, Facebook, uh, it's uh, you need uh, to repeat uh, the leak. Uh, oh, 439 HW9. Uh, Twitter, at uh, FPL Surgery. Um, subscribe, iTunes, uh, rate podcast, blah, blah, blah. Email, uh, FPL Surgery Podcast at gmail.com. And now we say, I don't know what we say. Like, do we end this now? <laughs> I suppose you do. Is it up the pod? Is that the up, up the pod? Is that what you're saying now? I don't know. Who starts this in this order? <laughs> I, I feel no like you should go last, James. So I think Josh should begin. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Hey. I thought you were gonna blow your nose and then normally some like plates get smashed or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just letting the missus know that oh, we were starting. Because oh. she'd uh, she was in and out of the kitchen before. That was all. Fair enough. All right, should we begin then? Go for I don't it. I like doing this in front of James. I feel like <laughs> Do you want to host along with a guest? Each and every week. <laughs> oh, no. These are all right. I'll come at some point, and then I'll put pressure on you, and then just talk over you for a little bit, and then you'll be like, oh, he's ruining this bit. And then you're like, oh, I have to edit that bit. Oh, there's another edit. <laughs> you'll see how heavily edited it is. Uh, yeah, nice. All right, let's, let's begin anyway. <clears throat> this week, we discuss what happened to all the premium assets, we go through the best Manchester City triple up for the upcoming fixtures and the Iceman goes through his XG project. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Is it XG project or project? <laughs> no one's projecting anything. Yeah, so it's a pro- All right, cool. All right, that's fine. That's fine. 